It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. A pleasant good evening to everyone and welcome in. Welcome back in and happy new year as well. The Altamont Community High School for tonight's high school boys basketball game. It's between the Altamont Indians and the Shelbyville Rams. Great to be back here in Altamont. It's uh, in the broadcast booth. It's Travis Sparks. Alongside Dominic Dater is back as well, and we'll be calling all the action tonight here on the voice of Altamont Indians Athletics, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, also streaming online, fmradio.com. And these two teams come in kind of complete opposite, different directions as Altamont. They're coming in with a, a lot of confidence here. They're riding a five-game winning streak, of course, before Christmas. They defeated KZ in KZ State, ranked KZ at that. And then in the Assessor Holiday Tournament, Altamont was victorious, and they took home the Assessor Holiday Tournament Championship. They took down Century, Johnson City, DeCoin, and Goreville in the championship game last Thursday, 57-2-40. It was a wire-to-wire victory for the Indians on championship night. They got off to a great start in the first quarter, and it just continued on for the remainder of the game. Also, defense was the name of the game, the calling card there for the Indians in Assessor last week. And Impressed quite a lot of people down there in uh, Cesar with Altamont taking home the uh, championship. One of their goals coming into the season was take home the holiday tournament championship there in Cesar, and they accomplished one of their goals. And uh, so they're playing with a lot of confidence right now coming in to the new year, Dominic. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Like I said, right that five-game five game winning streak winning the Cesar Valera holiday tournament. Definitely, definitely a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, coming here – uh, host uh, Shelbyville tonight. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm not sure what Shelbyville's overall record is, but I know in the Vandalia Holiday Tournament they went they went one and four. They finished in eighth place. But looking at some of those scores, they were they're awfully close. They lost the they lost Greenville in overtime by three points. I think they uh, uh, lost a couple of their games by three points. I know they lost in the Comets by one point. So it could have definitely been a different story for Shelbyville, but uh, it is what it is. And they went they went one and four. So they uh, look to rebound tonight here against uh, the Altamont team that's riding, uh, you know, r- riding a high up, you know, winning the Central Valera Holiday Tournament. That's a tough, that's a tough tournament down there, down in Southern Illinois. But uh, that's why John Eber, you wanted wanted to get into that tournament to face those tough teams down there in Southern Illinois. You know, they probably wouldn't normally see those teams otherwise until they get, you know, to the super sectional if they make it yeah. that far. So uh, that's why I wanted to go down there and see those teams, you know, potentially before. You know, they, they, you know, if they do make it to the super section. So, yeah, great, great for them to uh, go four and zero in that tournament, win that tournament, meet one of their, meet one of their goals for the year, and uh, let's see if they can keep riding this uh, five game winning streak and turn it into six straight. And then uh, one thing, other to a note there last week at the Assessor Tournament, the all tournament team, um, Avery Yarhouse made it. Also did Mason Robinson and Wyatt Phillips was named all tournament team as well. But one thing is to a note successfully. That I uh, saw earlier down there as the teams were out warming up and out on the floor. And I didn't see him out in the JV game either. So uh, Wyatt Phillips is uh, in the dress clothes here this evening as I think I saw a walking boot uh, down there. So we'll have to get an update on his uh, status uh, after the game. But uh, luckily, Altamont has a lot of people that they can rotate in and out. And uh, it's going to be a next man up that. But uh, Wyatt actually played really well last week. Uh, so it's unfortunate that he won't be available uh, tonight. And like I said, we'll hopefully get an update later on. And also, uh, 
Coach Neighbor is very high on Logan Cornett. That was the MVP of the tournament due to his defensive prowess last week against uh, some of the better players in that tournament. So uh, he was outstanding defensively. I also thought that kind of Earhart was great as well as he filled in quite nicely for Eric Coleman. And Eric Coleman also is slowly being worked back into the lineup, being worked back up into the rotation as I see the uh, starting five out there on the uh, scoreboard right now. I don't think it's changed at all from what the uh, Tesser tournament was, and that's kind of how uh, Coach Nieberge was being in there at the very end, not being a little superstitious, but being a little statistic as trying to keep with the same lineup, trying to keep the same flow going on here as we uh, have it, trying to you know stick with what works here in this uh, five-game uh, winning streak that Altamont has going on right now. Like you said, Dominic, uh, Shelbyville is kind of a disappointing week over there in the Vandalia Harley tournament. They went one and four. They were the two seed coming into that tournament, uh, but the only game uh, that they ended up winning was uh, against uh, Pena, and uh, they did a, a strong uh, second half to make that happen, uh, but they lost really close to uh, Greenville in overtime by three. They lost uh, to uh, Okaw Valley by three, and they lost to Nokomis by only a single point. Their defensive struggle there in uh, that one, and then uh, they fell in the seventh-place game a little bit of a more of a Less close game, the 67-58 to Vandalia. It was a big first quarter that Shelbyville just couldn't overcome there, even though they did score 27 points in the final quarter. But uh, Shelbyville came up a little sh- bit short. So, you know, they kind of want to redeem themselves for uh, such a disappointing effort. Uh, there being the two seed coming into the tournament and only a one and four finish and only in eighth place there technically there in the Vandalia tournament last week. Yeah, def- definitely disappointing. Disappointing for, for Shelbyville. You know, like we said, a lot of, a lot of close losses, but uh, just, you know, couldn't uh, – only, only managed to win one game. And, that, you know, if you have five games to play, you definitely want to win – you know, definitely want to win more, more than one of those uh, holiday tournaments. But uh, Shelbyville, you know, looking to – hopefully looking to turn it around here tonight, get a win here against Altamont on the road. Uh, like you said, for Altamont, Coach Deaverty keeping it – you know, keeping the uh, same starting rotation as he has for – past five games, and you know if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. So yep. he's not fixing it. He's keeping it the same. Like you said, the same same flow, you know, everybody knows where everybody's at on the floor and things like that, where they'll be and where they won't be. And uh, get, like you said, good to see Eric Eric Cohen getting back in there after he had a uh, about, about with his, his uh, sickness. So hopefully he'll uh, be back in there better than ever, to, better than ever tonight with you. You're right, Aldemont, Aldemont is deep and able to rotate uh, those players those players in, in and out. And, you know, any, anybody coming off the bench can definitely definitely contribute, you know, from, from one night to the next for Aldemont, I, I feel like, you know. So, you know, Coleman doesn't play very much. I know Cage uh, Miller is, you know, very capable of stepping up, coming in and stepping up and making some big things happen for Aldemont and other, other players as well. So we'll see what happens here tonight. And, uh, of course, Shelbyville, one of the bright points for them in the tournament was Drake McDonald. He ended up making an all-tournament team uh, there in uh, Vandalia. He had the second-most points on the team. Uh, leading the team was Ethan Wells, the other senior on the team, and that's really it. So it's a fairly young team for Shelbyville, only two seniors on the entire roster. Uh, they do have four juniors, a couple of them significant playing time, and eight sophomores on the roster as well, a lot of them seeing playing time as well. And also, I was talking with the uh, fellow uh, Rams media as well, uh, Brody Bame, 
is working being back into the lineup as well. He suffered an injury during football. He was a quarterback leading Shelbyville to a great football season. Unfortunately, they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, and he got injured on the second-to-last play of the game. So he's trying to work back in, and he is in the starting lineup uh, here for the first time this evening. So uh, we'll give you the starting five coming up here in just a little bit, as well as the national anthem. So we'll step away uh, for that national anthem. Of course, the national anthem brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency. And we'll be back following the anthem for the starting lineup and the tip-off of this game between Altima and Shelbyville. And you're listening to Altima Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Tonight's contest is between the Altamont Indians and the Shelbyville Rams. Altamont comes in at 10 and 3. Shelbyville 9 and 7 on the campaign. Let's get you the starting lineup. So first for the visiting Shelbyville Rams as the lights will go down here on Altamont and the introductions for the starting five for Altamont. But first, let's meet the five for Shelbyville. As their number three, Ethan Wells, he's a senior. Number five, Chase Wells, he is a uh, sophomore. I also have number 31, Mason Jones. He's a junior. And like I mentioned, Brody uh, Bain for the first time this season into the starting lineup. Played a lot in the Villadilla tournament, working back from injury during football. But he's in the starting five tonight. He's only a junior and uh, made an appearance on the all-tournament team in Villadilla. Number 42, Drake McDonald. He's in the post, and he's the only other senior on the Shelbyville Rams team. Started five for Altamont. Same started five they went with the last week in the Cesar Holiday Tournament. Number two, Jared Hammer. He's a 5'11 senior. Number 22, Avery Yarhouse. He's a 6'1 senior. Number 23, Mason Robinson, a 6'3 senior. Number 
Number 32, Logan Cornett. A 6'2", a senior. Number 33, Kynan Earhart. A 6'4", senior there. So, again, it's Hammer, Yarhouse, Robinson, Cornett, and Earhart. And it is Ethan Wells, Chase Wells, Jones, and Fame, and McDonald. The starting five for the Rams. Of course, the Rams, they're away uh, purple uniforms with those gray numbers, kind of white trim there in Altamont, of course, in their white uniforms with black numbers and orange trim. Uh, it seems like it's been a little while talking with uh, Eric on the starting lineup earlier today. Uh, it seems like it's been forever since Altamont has played a home game, and it seems like it's been forever for Cumberland as well, playing tonight there in uh, Cumberland against uh, Heritage this evening. And uh, so uh, we're back here to start the new year. Hopefully... For Altima, it, it starts off just the way that 2022 concluded with continuing this winning streak. It's going to be Brody Bame against Mason Robinson going to be tipping it off at center circle to begin this contest. First one of the new 2023 new year, and it's going to be won by Shelbyville. And so they'll start on your radio dial going right to left on that radio dial. It's going to be McDonald with the basketball at the top of the key. Of course, Altima in there, man-to-man defense. As McDonald goes a backdoor cut to Chase Wells, puts up the runner, and it falls down. Chase Wells gets the first bucket, and Shelbyville 2 nothing. Nice shot there by Chase Wells. And there's going to be a foul the other way as Altamont will be going right to left on your radio dial. It'll be a foul on Shelbyville. Shelbyville's fouls on number five, Chase Wells, his first team first. And he was two points to uh, Mason Jones on the scoreboard. So it'll be Mason Robinson at the free throw line for two shots here. Robinson free throw is good. First points of the night for Altamont goes to Mason Robinson, two to one. Mason at the free throw line uh, for his second attempt. That one was off, no good, and it's going to be rebounded there by Bame. He had to stumble and fall, and he got it off to McDonald. Now they get it back to a Bame. He'll bring it up the floor, and Bame will work it in between the circles. He'll hand off to Chase Wells. Wells at the volleyball line and gives it over to Ethan Wells. Ethan gives it over there to McDonald. McDonald drives, goes up against Earhart, puts up the shot. No good. And rebound of Ryan Robinson. Robinson outlet pass to Hammer here in the front court. Hammer will drive. He'll drive baseline, and he stepped out. Nope, they're going to say he carried with it. Either way, it's a turnover. For Altamont, first one of the night for them. Definitely that's something you don't want to start a trend is those turnovers. But, uh, only the first one, so. so uh, McDonald will get it in, uh, but Altamont defense making it difficult as it is a McDonald with a basketball. He shoves it back off to Ethan Wells on the right wing. He'll drive, puts up the runner, can't get it to fall. The rebound there by Cornette. Pass to Robinson. Robinson all the way up in the front court. Now layup, no good. Too strong with it. And rebounded by Bame. And it's still a 2-1, to one, a 6.40 to go here in the opening quarter. That is Jones the other way. He's going to get it knocked away, and they're going to call a foul. And uh, I think that's going to be on, on uh, number 32. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be a shooting foul or just a common foul. And say it's a common foul, so it would be out of bounds. Looking in the two, Ethan Wells. Bame will get it back over to uh, Ethan Wells. Stop for three, no, and rebounded by Earhart. 6.20 to go, and Robinson trying to catch Earhart. 
down low, and uh, they're going to have to swing it on the perimeter now and reset a little bit. As Robinson will hand it off to Cornette. Now over in the corner to Hammer. Hammer will drive. He'll hop step in the lane. Back out to Cornette. Shot for three in the corner. It's a side and a top of the backboard. But a three-bounder by Earhart. Gets off to Robinson. He'll drive and up. And it's going to be an offensive foul. Offensive foul on Robinson. Trying to split two defenders. And I think that was Chase Wells who drew the charge there. Mason Robinson's first, team second on the foul there. Shelbyville's the lead 2-1 to one here in the early going. Yeah, neither team can get anything sustainable going on. It's going to be picked off by Cornette. He lost it, and he takes a tumble into the black seat a little bit. I hope he's all right as Robinson goes to help him up. And so Cornette knocks it away initially, but couldn't have possession of it. And uh, so it'll stay right here with Shelbyville. Definitely a nice effort there, though, by Cornette to try to take the ball away. And Coach Niebury, like I said in the pregame, was... A complimentary of his defense last week in that test return of McDonald's going to fire a three. It's good. Three-pointer for Drake McDonald, and it's 5-1 to one Shelbyville. 5.29 to go in the opening quarter. Robinson will have it at the top of the circle. Almost had it knocked away. He's over to Cornette in the right corner. Now he'll dribble and get over to Yarrow. Yarrow over to Robinson. Robinson, three-pointer. Back of the iron, no good. Or long rebound goes to Yarrow. He's going to take the free-throw line jumper. It's also no good. And McDonald's going to come away with a rebound. It's going to be Chase Wells up to Ethan Wells. Back to Chase. Coming up on five minutes to go. Still 5-1 to one Shelbyville. Now it's Chase getting out there to Jones. Jones spins around. Almost had it knocked away. And it's going to be a travel. Actually, that's Dane who traveled with it. So turnover back to Altamont. Shelbyville's first turnover of the night. It's the lead 5-1 with a 4.54 go here in the first quarter. Logan Cornette will take a seat. Dylan Elam will come in for the first time this evening. As Robinson will bring up and cross the timeline, get hands off, and it's going to be a screen for Hammer, and Hammer is going to be whacked as he goes to the rim. And so Jared's going to go to the free throw line here for two. Foul on number three, Ethan Wells from Shelbyville. That's his first, team second. So two shots for Jared Hammer. Only points at the free throw line has come from Mason Robinson tonight. Jared trying to change that. He does. Makes it 5-2 to two with that free throw of our hammer. Earhart will take a seat, and Eric Coleman will come in. So Eric's minutes get stretched out as the week went on there in Sasser. And it'll be hammer 2-for-2 two two there. It took a couple of bounces off the rim and in. His first two points, Altamont trails by 2, 5-3. to three. 440 to go in the opening quarter. Jones with the basketball, picked up by Robinson. Over to McDonald. They were looking for that backdoor cut, but it was denied. And Chase Wells back to back out now towards center circle. He'll hand off there to Bame. And they'll swing it on the perimeter. They'll find that Bame down low. And he had it knocked away by Cornette, or Yardhouse, that is. And it's still loose, and they get it over to Jones. Jones gives it off to Ethan Wells. Ethan Wells, they'll go up and under, puts it up and in for Ethan Wells. And it's 7-3, to three, Shelbyville. Four minutes to go in the opening quarter. Robinson has a, he's going to stop and pop. It's no good. Coleman can't handle the rebound. And it's going to go over to Shelbyville. And it was the Coleman going one-on-one against McDonald down the post. 
Yeah, Coleman just couldn't handle that rebound. The officials are letting him play, and speaking of letting him play, Chase Wells goes hard to the rim, and he can't get a finish to lay up. Rebounded by Robinson up to Elam. Elam for three on the wing. Yes! Three-pointer there for Dylan Elam. Maybe that'll get Altamont going. They trail by one, seven to six, and it's going to be picked off. They were trying to look for the outlet pass, and Robinson picked it off. He gets off to Yarrell for three. Yes! Back-to-back threes for Altamont, and they're in the lead, nine to seven. Three Just pointers. like that, the tables have turned. Yeah, three-pointers. A difference here in the opening quarter. The other way, and it's going to be no good. McDonald's there for the rebound, and it's going to be a foul. Underneath, there was a wild shot there by Brody. And uh, McDonald was there to clean it up, and he was fouled. So it looks like it's going to be acting the shooting, so Drake and McDonald will go to the free throw line here. Fouls on the number 50, Eric Coleman. That's his first team third. And so Jake will be at the free throw line. 3.17 to go in uh, the first period. And back-to-back threes there for Dylan Elam and Avery Yarhouse. Gets Altamont on top. And uh, so uh, now, I guess they're going to say uh, clear the lane, but I don't know what they were talking about. Um, Maybe he wants an explanation. I don't know what it's about either. They cleared the lane of everyone around Drake McDonald. So I don't know what this is all about. Drake McDonald made the free throw. And so McDonald's at the free throw line uh, for his second one. It's up and good. Hmm. I'm not sure why they cleared the lane there. but. And now a technical Tactical foul on Shelbyville. So they're saying, and Robinson's going to shoot a technical free throw here the other way. And I'm not sure what happened or what was said there. Robinson can't get the free throw. And so it's 9-9 nine to nine now after the two makes by Drake McDonald. And Coach Cullen there won an explanation. I'd like one, too. And Robinson made the second one, so Robinson makes it 10-9 to Altamont. So Altamont will have possession after apparently Shelbyville gets called for a technical there. We have Jay, Jack Jokish coming in uh, for Shelbyville. And uh, someone also came in before Altamont. I think it was Earhart back in. Barnett gets it in to Earhart. Earhart gets over there to Elam. Coming up on three minutes to go. Elam has it, and it's going to be a miscommunication there and picked off by McDonald the other way. Had it knocked away from behind, and who's it off of? And it's going to be off of Shelbyville. So it's going to go over Dalcomont. Had it poked away from behind after Shelbyville thought they were going to have an easy, fast break there. Yeah, they sure did, but Alcomont uh, hustled back and uh, was able to get the ball back. Under three to go here in the opening quarter. Elam gets it across the timeline. You get a screen there from Coleman, and Coleman will roll to the rim. is off of a defender, but Altamont gets the ball back straight on three by Earhart. It was short. Yeah, Coleman saves it from going out of bounds right in the hands of Yarhouse. There's going to be a foul on a Shelbyville on the deck. So. Foul's on number 
32, Jack Jokic, his first, team's third. So it'll be Cornette inbounding underneath the basket. And then too high of a pass for Earhart. And picked off. Uh, what Chase Wells the other way, lay up and in. He's got three, and it's 11 to 10. Shelbyville gets the lead back. Elam the other way. It's across half court. And it's Elam handing off there to Earhart. Earhart drives. He stops back out over to Elam. Elam gets the screen there from Coleman. And now back up top to Earhart. Earhart drives. Layup is blocked from behind by Drake McDonald. And he goes out of bounds, but it stays right here with Altamont, though. Hammer coming in, and Yarhouse will take a seat. And uh, Robinson says, hey, wait, wait about me. And uh, Coleman, he checks in for Coleman. And so Hammer will inbound underneath the basket just to his left. And Hammer gets in to Robinson quickly with a double team. Hammer off to Earhart. Earhart, a little hook shot in the post, no good. And the rebound is going to go to Jokish. For Shelbyville. Crosses the timeline over to down low to Ethan Wells. He'll put it up, and there's going to be a foul underneath. I think this is going to go against Altamont. And the question is, is it in the act of shooting or not? I say it is in the act of shooting, so Ethan Wells will go to the free throw line here. Foul goal number 21, Dylan Needham, his first team sport. And so Ethan Wells will go to the line. Second one, our first one is good for Wells, Ethan Wells, that is. Makes it 12 to 10, Shelbyville. Minute 52 to go in the first quarter. Ethan Wells, second free throw is in and out. No good. And rebounded there by Earhart. So it's still 12 to 10, Ram. Minute 45 to go. Hammer across the timeline. And I'll swing it on the perimeter here. Cornette drives to the hole, layup at it, blocked. And it's going to be a block, and Mason Jones is going to block that. Using his long reach there. And Brody Bame came back in, of course, Shelbyville. It's going to be quick on it to Robinson, and a short little hook shot's no good. Rebounded there by Chase Wells. McDonald has it there on the wing. And they'll get it over to Jokish. Go down low to Bame, and Bame puts up the shot off the glass and in for Brody Bame. His first two points is 14 to 10, Shelbyville. Robinson, no look pass to Earhart's going to be blocked from behind, but they're going to say a foul on Shelbyville. Question is, who's it going to be on? There's two players around the ball. Going to go against McDonald, it looks like. Foul's on number 42, Jake McDonald, his first team's fourth. Yeah, I wouldn't sure if it was on McDonald or uh, Mason Jones was down there as well. Yeah, he was, and Earhart can't get the free throw to go. He's like Altamont all out of sorts here in the early going. Yeah, they are. Shelbyville definitely has the, the advantage, advantage right now. McDonald yeah. with a couple blocks. Elon takes his seat, and uh, Yarhouse comes back in. Earhart made that free throw. His first points of the night and makes it 14 to 11. Shelbyville in the lead. Coming up on a minute to go in the opening quarter. That is Jokish with the basketball over to McDonald. Uh, back over to Jones on the left wing. He is back there. Now that's Jones actually. I have stock knocked away by Cornette. It's stolen away. They are the way for Logan. Can't get the layup to fall. It takes every bounce off the rim. And they're going to say last touched by. Shelbyville, so it stays right here with Altamont. Their official had to think about that. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was a kind of a circuit shot there by Cornette. Like you said, get, get every part of the rim and bounced out. Logan Steiner checked in for the first time for Shelbyville. And Altamont gets it in with 45 seconds left. Robinson will hand it back off to Hammer. Hammer go over to Robinson. Robinson back over to Hammer. And they'll swing it and work it on the perimeter here. And Yarhouse over to Hammer. Yarhouse in the corner for three. Yes. Second three for Avery. And it's all tied at 14 with 22 seconds left. Chase gets it across half court. He'll hand it off. There, they'll go over to Jokic. Jokic drives and is off for a three. It's no good. Short by Chase Wells. Long rebound goes to Yarhouse. He got five seconds left. Yarhouse gets it up into the front court now, and he just has to throw it wildly in a turnover. Half court shot. Almost went in for Chase Wells. But that'll do it after one quarter of play. It is all tied up 14 between Osma and Shelbyville. I'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. We're all tied at 14 after eight minutes of play. Altamont will have the basketball to start the second quarter. As they are out, he had a couple of threes in that first quarter, and he's going to get it over to Elam, though, somehow. As a good defense there by Bame. And I'll tell you, Robinson at the top of the key. Backdoor cut was denied. Over to Yarhouse. He can't handle the pass, but he growls it back. Turnover is also a problem there in that opening quarter. They go down low to Coleman. Coleman puts up the shot. No. And it's going to be a, a foul, though, as they're Coleman to go to the line. Foul's on number 42. Drake McDonald's his second. He's fifth. That's going to be a, a huge foul there on Drake McDonald. Definitely. He's one player Shelbyville cannot afford to have foul out. No, one of their main post guys. Yep. And Coleman's free throw left it short. No good. And it's still tied at 14. And Drake will have to take a seat with those two early fouls, and Mason Jones will check in for him. McDonald's got a little bit of size on Jones, but Jones definitely has the length of the reach advantage there with a the long wingspan. Coleman's second free throw. In and out. No good. Tipped around, finally went over to Bame. Bame with the run out. And he has the air on the right wing. Now he spins around, still doesn't have control of the ball. Now he is over there to Steiner. Steiner up top there. 
That's Heyman who checked into the game. Over to Jokish, they go down low, and they're going to call a offensive foul on Shelbyville. I think Brain was trying to get free or trying to throw a screen for someone, and he gets called for the offensive foul. Foul's piling up for Shelbyville. 16 fouls, so next one will send out the of the bonus, and well, a minute gone in the second quarter. Hammer on the wing. Is over to Robinson, back to Hammer in the left corner. Uh, over to Elam. Elam looking to drive, backdoor cut to Hammer. Hammer drives the baseline, and they'll swing it on the perimeter now to Yarhouse. Yarhouse pops in the lane, puts it up. It's good for Avery. It's eighth point, and it's 16-14. Altamont takes the lead back. And it's going to be a Bame getting across the timeline. He's looking to do it himself. He just throws the ball wildly. He's going to a travel. So it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. Arrow will come in for Coleman, and Aiden McManaway will come in for the first time tonight. Again, Altamont without the services of Wyatt Phillips this evening. He was walking around with that walking boot there in dress clothes tonight. Robinson gets over there to Hammer on the right wing. Cross-car pass there to Yarhouse. Yarhouse is going to do something with it. Spins around, but it was denied over to McManaway. Now Robinson, he thought about a three, but he goes back to McManaway. Gives it over in the corner to Hammer. Hammer dribbles, looks inside, puts up the shot off the glass and in for Jared Hammer. And it's 18-14. to 14. Nice shot there for Jared Hammer. Yeah, back to Chase Wells. He goes all the way to the hole, left it short. Every rebounded by Earhart. Now Altamont looking to run with it. Robinson. Stops and pops. It's good from mid-range for Robinson. Now Altamont finding their footing. It's 20-14 to 14 now. Yeah, they're starting to gain some steam. 6-0 run to begin the quarter. Chase Wells getting the basketball. And they're going to go over to Ethan Wells. And now McManaway hits the deck, but he gets right back up. And they get over in the corner. And there's going to be just a straight push there. A little frustration foul right there. McManaway and Chase Wells were going at it. Wells threw McManaway to the ground first, and then that time McManaway throws Chase to the ground. Foul obviously on McManaway there, (laughs) his first team spiff. Yeah, no uh, secret on who that was on. No. uh, Definitely him. Now this game is getting a little chippy there, and we already had a technical foul already. It's out on Shelbyville's coach, but uh, Rams look to be like they're taking a timeout, and uh, they do. And so it's a timeout, so I'll take a quick 30-second as well. 20-14, to Altamont with the lead. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball. Jack is in. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. 
Shelbyville gets it in off the timeout, and immediately they're going to get a turnover, and there's going to be an offensive foul on Shelbyville. They're going through a, a forearm there. Fouls on number three, Ethan Wells, his second, team seven. Oh, you can't have a one-and-one one on an offensive foul there, Scott. So, well, be sure one-and-one free throws on the next one. And it'll be uh, five minutes to go, and there's a lot of contact there. But Garhouse gets over to Robinson. Robinson, a little ahead. Fakey drives against three defenders, puts up a shot, no. And it's going out of bounds and stays right here with Altamont. But, man, it's three defenders, and fame is all over that. Looking a lot of ball, a lot of arm as well. Yeah. Altamont gets it in. Yarhouse in the corner for a three. Yes. Another three for Avery. Three for three tonight for three-point range. He's feeling it. 23 to 14 extends the lead out. Biggest lead of the night for Altamont. And a 9-0 run to begin the second quarter. Going to be Jones on the wing. Now they get over to Bame. Bame a little fake. He goes inside, puts up a shot. Can't get it to fall. And rebounded by Earhart. Robinson looking to run. Robinson going coast to coast. Puts up the shot. Off the glass and in. The run continues for Altamont. It's 25 to 14. 11-0 run now. And it's going to be a same shot for three straight on. No. And rebounded by Robinson. Robinson with his head up the court. Now in the court net. And he had to throw it away. And he was going to get troubled. And he's going to call for the travel there. And so a turnover back to the Rams, obviously. Altamont's fifth turnover of the night. They're uh, up by 11 now. And it looks like McManaway will come back in. And now actually you're going to say wait a little bit. So McManaway will take in, come in on the next timeout. Four minutes to go into the second half. All of a sudden, Altamont with an 11-0 run. They lead 25-14. And it is Jokish with the ball. And he gets it. And finally the run is over. Jack Jokish, 25-16 with his basket. And so Hamer gets it across half court, picks up a dribble. He's all alone there for a second, but he had to get off to Robinson at the top of the key. Robinson down low to Kata Miller and a miscommunication there. Another turnover for Altamont. And Chase Wells will have the basketball. He has a Jokish. Jokish drives with up a shot. It's good. Back up, back bucket for Jokish, and it's 25-18. He's got four points. Robinson finds Cornette down low underneath, running the baseline. No, and rebounded by Jokish. Here comes Shelbyville trying to get on a run of their own. Chase Wells with the basketball. Coming up about three minutes to go in the half. Chase Wells gets the screen from McDonald. Now he dribbles to his left, runs into his own guy. He's after Jones. Jones looking to do something with it. And there's going to be a whistle. And I don't know what this whistle is about. Stopping it for to talk to McDonald and uh, Kata Miller. So he stopped the game, but there was no violation or anything. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I'm not the referee sure. just blew the whistle to separate Kata Miller and McDonald. That was it. That was literally it. <laughs> I don't know. And so 
Uh, Elam came back in. Coleman came back in on the timeout. And someone else may have snuck back in there as well. But McDonald has the basketball, and he'll dribble, and he'll go inside, but he'll be fouled before he get there. So there'll be a foul. Foul on number Eric, Eric Coleman, his second, he's six. Yeah, so the next one will send Shelbyville into the bonus. Altamont already there. And it's going to be McDonald over to Ethan Wells. Shot for three is good. His six point is 25-21. So uh, now all of a sudden, it's a 7-0 run by Shelbyville to get back in it. And Robinson has it. Over to McManaway in the corner for three. Yes! Right. Three-pointer for Ada McManaway. His first three of the night, 28-21. Anybody and everybody's getting in on the three-point game. Absolutely. That's going to be picked off by Robinson. He's looking the other way. He goes coast to coast. Layup. Good. Score Robinson, his eighth point, and it's 30-21. Altamont trying to take that momentum back with two minutes to go in the half. It's Jokish. Has that at the volleyball line. And now over there to Chase Wells. Had it knocked away by McManaway. And the Chase had to go track it down in the backcourt. But he has it. As across the timeline, crosses over McManaway. Now over to Jones. Jones fires a three. It's in. Mason Jones with a three. He's got five. And it's 30 to 24. Miller is over to Robinson now up top. But about a minute 25 to go in the half. Over to Elam. Get the screen uh, from uh, Miller. Now hands it off to McManaway. McManaway drives. And now they get it back off into the perimeter now. Elam goes there to Miller. They dump it down low to Coleman. Coleman goes underneath. Up and in for Coleman. Against McDonald is 32-24. Eight-point lead for Altamont. Coleman's got three points on the ninth. Minute to go in the first half. Jokish with the ball at the top of the key. He's looking to drive. Step back jumper from mid-range. No good. And Coleman with the rebound. McManaway up to Elam. Elam to McManaway in transition for three. Can't get it to go. Back iron. Rebound up by Jones. 44 seconds left. Chase Wells hands off to Ethan Wells. Deep three. No good. And rebound by Miller. And they're still fighting for the loose ball. Still loose. And they're going to get a timeout for Coach Nieberge. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Shelby was a legit gripe there. Yes, they do. Neither team had possession of the basketball, but yet they grant Coach Nieberge the timeout. Wow. So, uh, fortunate for the Indians, they catch sure. a break. Sure. And I'll take a quick break as well. You're listening to Indians basketball on Jack FM. Cook what you want, when you want it, with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Altamont with the basketball. Coach Neary has saw himself in trouble and was granted the timeout. And we got 17 seconds left. As Robinson with the basketball is going to be 
Mostly guarded here by two defenders, kind of playing a 2-3 zone. Seven seconds left. Robinson with a screen from Yarhouse. Robinson down low to Earhart. Earhart trying to get in position out to Hammer. One second left, and they're not going to get a shot off. And uh, so that'll do it. After three or after two quarters of play, it is Altamont with an eight-point lead. A little bit of a game of runs there in that second quarter, at least. Altamont had a 11-0 run to start the second. Then Shelbyville had a 7-0 run to get back in it. And now Altamont ends it, leading by eight. So after all that, Altamont, 32-24 with them in the lead at halftime. So we'll take a timeout, and we'll take a break, and we'll get the first half statistics as well as we might try to track down a score or two. And uh, so we'll be back for the halftime report. Altamont in the lead, 32-24 over Shelbyville. You're listening now to my Indians basketball here on Jack FN. George, George, what's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie, it's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you. Oh, George. Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There. Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George. Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont and Effingham to see a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique 
and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local country financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. It is Altamont in the lead by eight at the half here against Shelbyville. 32-24 is the score after one half of play. As uh, Altamont in that first quarter kind of looked all out of sorts. There at the very beginning of the game, but eventually both teams went back and forth, and they were tied at 14 there after eight minutes of action. And then during that second quarter, Altamont, like I said, mentioning before we hit the halftime report that Altamont went on an 11-0 run to start the second quarter. Then Shelbyville came back to them with a run of their own and a 7-0 run at that. And then now all of a sudden Altamont going back on another run to lead here by eight. And uh, so a game of runs there in that second quarter, uh, particularly one thing that has been successful for Altamont is their three-point shooting. As uh, Dylan Elam has one in the opening quarter, Avery Arouse also has a three in the game, a two there in the opening uh, quarter. And then Ada McManaway has a three-pointer as well. And so a three-pointer is uh, falling. And you can tell that there in that second quarter, Altamont doing what they – or so successful doing in the Sessler tournament with a run out off of misses. And finally, when Shelbyville started to miss a little bit, that's when Altamont were able to capitalize. And also, Altamont cut down on the turnovers just slightly a little bit in that second quarter to regain the lead by eight at the half here, Dominic. Yeah, they did. Like you said, it definitely was a, was a game, of, game of runs there. And, uh, We'll see what happens here in the second half. If uh, Alcamont can continue uh, to go on their runs, they start off like the second quarter with a 11-0 run before Shelbyville uh, finally got some, some points on the scoreboard. Alcamont scored Shelbyville that quarter uh, 18-8 after they're all tied up 14-14 after the first quarter. And let's look at uh, let's look at some stats here first for. Rothmont, we got Jared Hammer. He was uh, one for two from the field and two for two from the free throw line with uh, four points. Dylan Elam, one for one from three point range with three points. <coughs> Excuse me, Avery Yardhouse, three for five from the field. No, I'm sorry, Mason Robinson, three for five from the field, zero for one from three point range and two for four from the free throw line with eight points. Avery Yardhouse, one for two from field, part for three for three from three-point range. He leads all scores with 11 points. Aiden McManaway, uh, 12 for two from three-point range with points, 11 for net. He's uh, 0 for three from the field and 0 for one from three-point range. Ryan Earhart, 0 for one from the field and 0 for one from three-point range. And Eric Coleman, he's uh, 1 for two from the field and 1 for two from the free-throw line. Three three points for a total of... Uh, 32 points for the Altamont Indians for the visiting Chubbyville Rams. You have uh, Ethan Wells with six points. He's one for four from the field, one for three from the three-point range, and uh, one for two from the free-throw line. 
Chase Wells is two for three from the field, 0 for two from the three-point line for his four points. Mason Jones is one for one from three-point range with three points. Jack Jokic is two for three from the field with uh, four points. Brady Bain, one for three from the field. And 0 for one from the three-point range with his two points. And Drake McDonald, he's 0 for three from the field, but one for one from three-point range and two for two from free throw lanes. The uh, free throw line, excuse me, for his his five points. So I mean, Alphamont able to keep the uh, the, the big uh, Drake Drake McDonald and uh, Brady Bain. Uh, Alphamont's two big big players uh, in, in check here so far. Uh, Alphamont does have six turnovers in terms of four turnovers so far here in this game. So Alphamont does have a few more turnovers, but they are they are winning the winning a half here by by eight points. So uh, hopefully they can. Run, here in the, uh, second half. Yeah, you know, I uh, think that the game changed for Shelbyville a little bit with uh, Drake McDonald went out with those two fouls. Played a little bit differently uh, after that, but uh, you know, Jokic, who was starting for fame the, uh, the past season uh, before Brody came back in the starting spot, he also came in there in the second quarter and gave him for some energy. Uh, off the bench there for uh, Shelbyville, at least. Um, I do have a couple of scores from halftime. As uh, in the first quarter, it was uh, Almy leading over FEM 18-7. to And I also saw that Robinson was beating St. Anthony at the half, 21-2 at 17. Uh, that's all the other scores uh, that I have. Stay tuned to the website, femradio.com. We'll have all the scores updated there. And we'll also have uh, the startup lineup as well, talking about this game and uh, the area action as well as Cumberland over on our sister station at WCRA as well. Here at the half, it's 32-24. Altamont with quarters of 14 and 18 for their 32. And uh, Shelbyville with 14 and 10 for their 24. So we're ready to uh, start this second half as Shelbyville will start off with the basketball. That will be going right to left on your radio dial. This half as it's Jones, McDonald, Fame, and the two Wells, Chase and Ethan Wells. And immediately uh, there's going to be a, a turnover there as uh, Bain traveled with the basketball. So immediately Shelbyville will start off with a turnover here. Not the way you want to start off the second half. If you're Shelbyville, give the ball right back to Altamont. It's, uh, it is what it is. Altamont will go left to right on your radio dial as it's going to be Earhart handing off to Hammer. He's off in the corner to uh, Cornette. They're calling off with the foul. On Cornette. And so, back-to-back turnovers technically here to start this one, and it's going to be offensive foul on Evan, or Logan Cornette. That's Cornette, that's his, uh, his second. He's first of the half. They kind of extend the arm a little bit. That's kind of what the officials uh, got there. That one official was right there. So, it'll be Shelbyville basketball. It's Chase Wells getting across the timeline. Gets over to uh, McDonald. Now gets over to Jones. Jones, wing three is off. No good. A little bit off balance. Bame with the putback is good. For Brody Bame and a four. It's 32-26. And it's going to be underneath the basket. It was blocked. And nearly blocked again, but Jared Hammer stuck with it. And he stuck it up and in. He's got six. It's 34-26. Nice job by Hammer there to stick with the play and put it back up and in. Chase hands it off to Ethan Wells. He's got the 
free throw line, throws it down low, and it's going to be knocked away by Cornette and a turnover right in the hands of Earhart. A credit to steal there for Cornette. Seven seconds turnover so far of the half. Amara gets it over from the Yarhouse. As Amarillo dribble here, it looks to go inside. It gets it back off to the Yarhouse for three. Yes! Another one for Avery, his fourth of the night. He's got 14, leads up to nine, 37-26. And there's going to be a foul there on Altamont, and that one might be on Cornette again. It is. Foul, third foul on Logan Cornette. Team's second of the half already. Cornette takes a seat. Yeah, he'll have to take a seat, and Elam come in for him. He's actually 11, and McDonald, three-pointer back iron, can't get it to fall, and rebounded by Earhart. And it's going to go to Robinson. Robinson drives with the layup, count the basket. Count it and one for Mason Robinson. He's going to be out of the line for the old-fashioned three-point play, and that's also going to be an important foul on Shelbyville. McDonald. McDonald, his third, he's first in the half. Now what? Primary defenders and primary players for Altamont and Shelby will have foul trouble now. Robinson at the free throw line for the N1. Robinson, free throw up and good. 40 to 26. Biggest lead of the night so far for Altamont. 14. And it's going to be Chase Wells going and going to be knocked away by Yarhouse. Another turnover there trying to find McDonald, but it was picked off. By Yarhouse. He's looking to go the other way. He stops for three in transition. Yes! Another three for Avery. The Avery Yarhouse show here tonight at Altamont. Fifth three of the night for Avery. And Shelbyville wants a timeout. Altamont extends the lead to 17. It's 43-26. And Shelbyville wants to talk about it. And so we'll step away as it was a full timeout. 43-26, 43-26, Altamont with the lead. We'll be back in 30. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball at Jack FN. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at 5.49 to go in the third quarter. Altamont leads 43-26. Thanks to Avery Arhouse, second three of the quarter and the fifth overall has extended his lead, the largest for Altamont. 17 points is the lead now. And so Shelbyville will have the basketball, and they called the timeout to talk about it. Jones, they left it short, and the ball is loose on the floor, still battled for it. Still loose. Jones comes away with it finally for Shelbyville, and Bame tries to walk down Earhart, and they're going to call a foul there on Altamont. And Coach Stevery was going to put Logan Cornette back into the game, but Realize that Logan has the three fouls, so it'll be McManaway checking in. Fouls on number 33, Kyron Earhart, his first, team's third. 
So it'll be Ethan Wells getting it in on the baseline. It's in to Bame. Bame thought about the step-back jumper, but it gets over to McDonald. Now Chase Wells, Ethan Wells on the wing. He'll drive, puts up the shot, can't get it to fall. And rebounded by Earhart. McManaway looking to push, trying for that backdoor cut to Robinson, and it was picked off by Shelbyville. And the other way, Ethan Wells, the layup good. 43-28 snaps the run for Shelbyville. 43-28 now, coming up on five minutes to go in the third. McManaway hands off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse going over to Hammer. Hammer drives, had it almost knocked away by Bame. Now they get off to Earhart. Earhart spins around, going up and under. Nice move, but can't finish. Still fighting for the loose ball. McManaway comes away with it. He puts up the shot, and there's going to be a jump ball. Jump ball. As McDonald had his hand on it, blocking McManaway, and they called the jump there. An alternate possession arrow. Should keep it here with Altamont, and it does. Earhart takes the seat, and Robinson comes back in. Real question is, who's going to take it out? They say, Aiden, you take it. So McManaway does. He'll do it underneath the basket. McManaway gets it in to Elam. Swings it over to Robinson. Down low to Coleman. Coleman puts up a shot, left it short. And it's going to be rebounded by Jones. Long outlet pass is going to be too far. And I don't know how Ethan Wells saved it, but he threw it wildly and he threw it over to the black seats. And it's going to be a turnover there. Shelbyville's four turnovers of the second half. They only had four in the first half altogether. So. I like the idea, but Chase couldn't chase it down. No, he couldn't. I, I like the idea, too. Definitely uh, a lot of hustle there, but uh, couldn't make it happen. Four there you go in the third. Robinson will get it across the timeline. They get a screen there from Coleman. Robinson is out. Back off the Yarhouse for three. Short, no good. But he gets his own rebound, though. He goes back up with it. Goes up and under. Fancy little layup for Avery Yarhouse. It's good. Goes up and under. 19 for Avery. 45-28. Avery says, if I can't make a three, I'm going to get my rebound and put it back up on the end. And that's exactly what he did. Yep. Ethan will drive. Puts up the shot. It's off the glass and in. He's in the double figures. It's 45-30. 350 to go. Elam spins around, had it knocked away by McDonald. Ball is loose on the floor. Coleman and Elam fighting with McDonald for a jump ball. Alternate possession arrow. Hands it over or hands it over to Shelbyville. And Jack Jokish comes in. And he'll check out for Jones. And Yarhouse will take a seat, and Eli Miller will come in for Altamont. Kaden Miller will as well. So both Millers coming in, Eli and Caden, Elam, Coleman, and Robinson out there on the floor. Had a little perspiration on uh, the uh, floor. As Hamer and the officials will wipe it off for the towel. The towels that we needed at Sesser. They have them here in Altamont, though. And back to live action as Shelbyville will have the ball. As Jokish cross court pass, and a little bit of high for Ethan, and he gets it down. Push shot, no good. And there's going to be uh, four or five, three or four guys battling for the rebound there. And someone's going to call for the foul at Shelbyville. Right now, actually, that's Eli Miller. So Eli Miller. Oh, Eli Miller's first, team's fourth. Battling with the post, man. One of my pet peeves of basketball there. The short guy getting the foul on the big. 
Yeah. It's going to be inbounded to McDonald. McDonald spins around up and under. No good. And rebounded by Coleman. And Elam looking to push it. Nobody picks him up. Elam to the rim, no, but he's going to be fouled. So Elam will go to the line for two shots here. Fouls on Jokic, number 32, his second, team second. And so it'll be Elam at the free throw line. Free throw is off, no good. So the left all the way. Still 45-30. 3.22 to go in the third. Elam, second free throw. Also no good. Battle for the rebound goes to Bain for Shelbyville. So over two there for Elam. Still 45-30. Bain the other way. No one picks him up. Strong move to the hole. Cow the basket and the foul for Brody Bain. He is pulling his way into the end zone there. And Stop he goes on Eric Coleman. That's his third. Yeah. Got to go to the line for the end one. And Coleman will have to take a seat with those three fouls. And Earhart will have to come back in. Makes it 45-32. And Bain will have to be at the line for the end one. Looking for a seventh point. He's got it. So it really was like going in the end zone. He's got seven. 45-33, stolen away, and it's going to be a miss by Ethan Wells. Loose ball, tried it for the jump, and they're going to say it is a jump. And alternate possession arrow should give it to Altamont. As there was an immediate turnover there by Altamont on the inbounds, and uh, then Ethan Wells messed the shot, and then there was a fight for the loose ball, and Got the tie-up. Eli Miller will take a seat. Gamer will return. Referees are wiping up the uh, sweat, and now we're good. 3.08 to go here in the third. He's cut down a little bit. It's only 12. Well, 17. Again to uh, Miller. Tatum Miller. Robinson with the basketball. He gets across the timeline. Pushes it a little bit. He spins around, puts up the shot. Is good for Mason. His 13th point is 47-33. Jokish with the ball. He spins around, drives baseline, puts it up, and he's going to be fouled there from behind. And so uh, Jack Jokish go to the line for two here. Fouls on number 23, Mason Robinson. His second team six. And so fouls piling up for the Indians here. Jokic will be at the line for the first time tonight for him. Jokic, free throw, up and in and out. No good. Avery comes back in. Kata Miller will take a seat. And Steiner also comes in for Shelbyville. And Ethan Wells will take a seat. Jokic will be at the line for a second one. Missed the first. And also missed the second. It was in and out. Rebounded by Earhart. So for two there for Jokish. And it's 47-33 still. 2.40 to go in the third. Elam with the basketball. He'll drive and he'll stop. Backdoor cut to Yarhouse. Yarhouse double team. Then he passes out to Robinson. A little ball fake. He'll dribble to his right. Now he'll hand off to Hammer. Hammer for three. Can't get it to fall. But rebounded by Elam. 
Elam back over to Hammer. Hammer now will drive, puts it up, and there's going to be a foul on the floor on Shelbyville. Foul's going to be on number 34, Logan Steiner, his first, team's third. And only the third, compared to that uh, Altamont six. They do get it in, and it's going to be Yarhouse over to Elam on the left wing. He'll dribble inside, gives it back off to Hammer. Hammer pulls it back. With about two minutes to go in the third. Now we're to Elam on the right wing. Now things over to Hammer. Hammer back to Elam. Shot for a three. Corner. Back iron. No good. And rebounded by McDonald. They'll get up in the front court. Do the Rams. Uh, Chase Wells getting a screen from McDonald there. Spins around in the paint. Puts up the shot off the glass. No. And rebounded by Elam. Looking to push. Had it knocked away momentarily. But Robinson up the yard out. He fumbles the ball a little bit, so he couldn't shoot the three over to Hammer. He'll fire the three. No good. Battle for the rebound. It goes to Earhart. He snatches it out of midair. Over to Earhart. He's open for a three. You've got it. Another three for Earhart. Sixth of the night. And he's got 22. It's 50 to 33. Leads back to 17. It's going to be Bain putting up that wild shot. No. McDonald with the rebound. And they're going to call a foul. And they're looking to get the jump, but the fish is calling a foul. And McDonald will go to the line. Number 22, Garhouse. His first, team seven. I know that Altamont wanted that there, but I think it was a good call. McDonald goes around the world once, and he gets it to fall. He's got six points. Makes that 50 to 34. Elam will take a seat and Manaway will come back in. And McDonald's second free throw on the way is good. Two for two there for McDonald. He's got seven. 50 to 35. Almost taken away there by Chase Wells. And they're going to get a foul there on Chase being a little bit too aggressive trying to take away the ball on the inbound. Actually, they're going to get out on Jokish, it looks like. It's going to be Yarhouse looking to get it in. to get to in the two Robinson little full-court pressure applied to probably Shelbyville, but Hammer has it in the front court, and it's going to be uh, another foul for Shelbyville. It's going to be Jokish again. Two quick ones here, and now all of a sudden he has four. Jones will come in before Jokic will have to sit down with those two fouls, or four fouls. Minute and a second left in the third. Robinson with the basketball. He'll dribble, spin around, goes up, and he's going to be fouled. So Robinson will go to the free throw line here for two. Fouls on number 33, Brody Baines, his second, team six. And uh, Robinson will go to the line for two here. Fouls are really starting to even up now. Robinson's free throw is good. So he's got 14, 51-35. Robinson's second free throw, also good. He's got 15, 52-35, 50 seconds to go in the third. 
Altman. Getting that cushion back here in this quarter. Jones has it over to McDonald on the wing. He'll dribble inside, stop and pop, no good. Rebounded by McManaway. With 33 seconds left, Robinson up to Earhart. Earhart underneath. How did he get it to go? He got it to fall. Earhart, his third point. It's 54-35. The lead is 19. 20 seconds left. Same hands it off. As now the bench gets excited. 10 seconds left. Wells gets off to McDonald. Back to Chase Wells. He puts up the shot. It's going to be blocked from behind. And they're going to call a foul. <laughs> Robinson and McManaway were both there. And they're going to get it on McManaway. Yeah, McManaway, his second. Team's eighth. And Coach Debray had to go down to a knee on that one. He couldn't believe it. And so it's going to be two shots there for Shelbyville. That's Chase Wells at the line. Free throw is up, and it's no good. Still 54-35. McManaway will take a seat. Dylan Elam will come back in. So Chase Wells missed the first one, and he will make the second. One for two there. 54-36, five seconds left. Inbounds to Robinson. Robinson looking to run the other way. Puts up the shot, and there's going to be a foul. A foul, three wow. shots. Oh, three. Robinson was fouled on the three-point shot. So it'll be a three free throws here for Robinson. He's just looking to throw it up there at that point. Yeah, he was. Fouls on number 31, Mason Jones, for Shelbyville, his first team seventh. So Robinson will be at the line for three. First one, good. So he's got 16, and it's 55-36 with .2 left in the quarter. Robinson's second free throw is good. He's got 17 now. Making the free throw sponsor some good donations here. Sure. And uh, Robinson's third free throw can't get it to fall, and that'll do it. So he's two for three there, but hey, the lead is swelled up to 20 now. 56 to 36, your score after three quarters. Altamont in the lead by 20. We'll take a break and we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Altamont extended that lead, had an eight-point lead at the half. Now it's 20, 24 to 12 now scored them in the third quarter. And McDonald immediately starts with a miss and rebounded by Coleman. And Robinson looking to go the other way. Stop and pop from mid-range. It's good. Got 19. And it's 58-36. Mason Robinson and Avery Yarhouse putting on a show here tonight for Altamont. Yeah, the main scorer is there. As can't get it to fall there for Chase Wells. A rebound by Coleman. Robinson easily flips up to Hammer. Nice extra pass to Cornette. Can't get the layup to fall, but it's tipped around right in the hands of Cornette. He can't get that one to go either. A rebound by McDonald. A couple of easy opportunities there. A miss at the rim. And it's going to be McDonald for three. It's good. McDonald's in the double figures. It's 58-39 now. He's got 10. Two for three from uh, three-point range, but he's 0 for seven from the field at McDonald's. And he's overall had a tough night, though. Yes, he has. Cornette off to uh, Yarhouse. Yarhouse, runner, left-handed hook, no. And it's going to be tipped into the hands of uh, him in there for Shelbyville. Up to uh, Chase Wells, off to McDonald. McDonald throws it up and count it. After uh, ping pong's on the rim a little bit, and it falls down. So Drake McDonald, he's got 12, and he'll go to the line for the end one. Fouls on uh, every yard house, his second team's ninth. So it'll be uh, McDonald at the line for the end one opportunity. Free throw up, and it's good. He gets the and one. He's got 13, 58-42. So uh, Shelbyville trying to chip back into it a little bit. Cornette with the ball, gets off to Yarhouse. They dump it down low to Coleman. Coleman throws up the shot, no, and rebounded by McDonald. And it's going to be Ethan Wells the other way. It's going to be a, a foul. On Altamont and Shelbyville in the bonus. So, fouls on Jared Hammer, his first, team's 10th. So, yeah, so now it'll be uh, the double bonus now. Uh, they just put that nine up there, but it's the 10th team foul. And so, uh, Wells in and out, no good uh, for Ethan Wells. And we'll get another one. Still 58-42, 6 12 to go in the final quarter. Ethan with the shot is good. One for two there. He's got 11. 58-43. And it's going to be Hammer getting across the timeline. Now to a Yarhouse. Yarhouse backdoor cut for Robinson. Off the glass it is. Off the fine from Yarhouse. 
21. And it's going to be uh, Wells dumping it up to uh, Jokish up and in. He's got six. It's 60 to 45. 540 to go in the fourth. Hammer the other way. No one picked him up, so a uh, runner is off, but he got his own rebound, though. Hammer goes back up with a layup. Good time for Hammer. Garrett's got eight. 62-45. And it's the other way. Ethan Wells throws up the wild shot. No, Jokic. Yes. Wow. Reverse action there for Jokic. 62-47. He's got eight. Robinson the other way. His layup. Count it. Back and forth action here. Robinson's got 23. It's 64-47. So Ethan Wells trying to answer with a three. Can't get it to fall. And they're just going to let it go out of bounds. So it'll be out of basketball. So uh, Yarhouse taking a seat. So will Coleman, Elam, and Earhart come back in. Looks like Brody Bain will come back in before Shelbyville and Ethan Wells will take a seat. 4.58 to go in the contest. Altamont with a 64-47 advantage. Again, down to Robinson, up to Cornette. Extra pass to Earhart, and it's going to be goaltending. Goaltending there on Jones. A little bit too late on the block there. So count the basket there. For Earhart, I believe. Yes, I believe that was Earhart. 66-47. 4.45 to go in the game. Hamming gets off to McDonald. McDonald's a little fake, and he goes inside. No, but it's rebounded by Bame. Bame gets two defenders, almost had it ripped away, and they're going to call a jump ball. As Hamer got in there, tied up Bame, and they're going to say alternate possession area gives it to the Indians. And uh, sub as Hammond will take a seat. And Chase Wells comes back in. 19-point lead of four Altamont, 4.35 to go in the game. And Elam will inbound underneath the basket. Altamont has to go the full length of the floor, and they'll break the pressure. Cornette. And he had to shuffle it off and had it knocked out of bounds. It stays right here with Altamont, though, fortunately. For Cornette. And so it'll be Elam inbounding in front of the Altamont bench. And the two Robinson. Cornette. Now Robinson directing traffic. Robinson holds out the volleyball line. Cornette over to Hammer. Hammer gets it to Cornette. Cornette in the corner. And there's going to be a foul on a Shelbyville. And so... Uh, Elam did make the three, and he wanted it to count, but unfortunately the foul happened before then. Foul's on Jack Jokers, his fifth. And he's going to foul out. Seventh. Should be on the eighth. Okay, I thought the announcer said eighth. Yeah, it was eighth. So, still one and one regardless. Cornette will be at the line for the one and one. Logan looking to find the scorebook here. Even though he does a lot of other things besides the score points. And he can push the lead back to 20. Cornette, free throw is no good. About off the rim and rebounded by Bame. 
but still a 19-point lead with four minutes to go in the game. Over to uh, McDonald, over to Bame. Game and gets at the top of the key, drives, layup is good. No one picked him up there after the nice screen. Got nine and 66-49. Elam underneath there, hard up and in for Kynan. He's got seven and 16-49 out It's Wells over there to McDonald. 3.40 to go. McDonald drives to the hole, puts up the shot short, and rebounded by Earhart. Robinson up to Hamer. Hamer layup. Good. What a pass and what a layup there for Hamer. Kind of an alley-oop style. 70 to 49. Hammer throwing the hammer down. Absolutely. And that's the biggest lead of four outs by now. 21. And we're coming up on a three minutes here. As it's Bame. Lost it. He's going to call for the travel. Traveled with it, so we turn over back to Altima. Subs coming in. Aiden McManaway checking in. Earhart, Hammer take a seat. Robinson does as well. Aiden Miller checks in. So does Eli Miller. 3.06 to go. Yeah, to McManaway. Elam with the ball. Play a little half court trap here as it'll be a double team. Elam passes out of it. They find Eli Miller. To a cutting McManaway. He lost it on the way up, and they're going to stay off of McManaway, so it'll be Shelbyville ball. Got the subs in for Shelbyville. Mass substitutions in for them. As the Hampton Petka in there, Ryan Walker. You also have Jaron Wiley as well. Logan Cornette took a seat. Alec Yarhouse in, uh, and Simke in as well for Altamont. 70 to 49. Both coaches unloading their benches here at the very end with a 21 point lead for Altamont. It's going to be Tesco at the uh, wing spot. Had it knocked away by Eli Miller and he dives on the floor for it. He had to save it right into the hands of uh, Joel Wiley though. He over there. And it's going to be a thrown away by Shelbyville, out of bounds. Turnover there. It's Grady Ogden in there for Shelbyville. I didn't have number four on my varsity roster, but finally got him in there. McManaway is off to Stimke. Stimke drives. He's off to Alligar House. Alligar hands back off to Stimke. Stimke spins around, puts up the shot, had it blocked. And it's going to be tracked down there by Petka. And now free throw line jumper is no good there for Joe Wiley. McMahon away with the rebound trying to find Tatum Miller the other way. And it's knocked away by Shelbyville. So it stays right here, though, with Altamont. Another sub coming in. A couple other ones. Caden Davis checking in. And Ben Radel gets in there as well as Caden Miller and McMahon away will take a seat. Also, another sub in for Shelbyville as well. Try to get that. Here as Alec Arhouse has it over to Eli Miller. Minute 45 to go in the game. Eli's going to drive, and he'll center around, hand it back off to Alec. Alec with the ball. Finds Davis. Davis gets it off to Eli Miller. Shot for three. Yes! 
three there for Eli Miller. First points of the night, 73-49. Lead is 24. Minute 20 to go in the game. And that's Wiley. And off to Joel Wiley. Back to Jaron Wiley. Yeah, is at the top of the key. And looking for that backdoor cutter. And it's going to be Logan with a shot. Good for Kelton Logan. It's 73-51, under a minute to go. And it's going to be a shot no good there for Eli Miller. And they're going to call a foul. And I think it's going to go against the Rams. It is going to be a blocking foul. So Eli Miller will go to the line for two here. Fouls on uh, number 25, Christian Thompson for Shelbyville. His first, team's ninth. Eli Miller after making uh, that uh, three, he'll go for two more. Free throw up is good. Yeah, four, 74-51. Petka takes the seat. Rhett Walker checks in for Shelbyville. And I think there might have been uh, another one stuck in there as well. And uh, they're going to get a violation. And uh, they're going to get it on uh, Radle. So it's going to be a Shelbyville basketball. I guess he stepped in the lane there. And it's going to be Ogden throwing it away out of bounds. Another turnover there for Shelbyville with 43.6 left. 74-51, Altamon with the big advantage today, looking like they're going to their 11th victory of the year. Shelbyville's seventh turnover of the second half. Eli Miller will get it across the timeline. Simke with the ball, is on the corner to Davis, in the corner for three. Yes! Three there for Caden Davis. 77-51. 25 seconds left. The lead is 26 for Altamont. 18 seconds left to go. And up and under there for Jaron Wiley. 77-53. And uh, Eli Miller will dribble it out. That'll do it. Final score. Altamont comes away with the win handedly. 77 to 2 of 53 is your final 24 point victory for Altamont over Shelbyville. 11 and 3 they improved to on the season. And Shelbyville falls to a 9 and 8 on the year. And so we will be back to wrap it all up. We'll have the post game stats. We'll also have some post game analysis, try to track down a score or two, and also. We'll have uh, a interview with Coach Niebury after the game, after this win. And again, Altamont victorious, 77-53. Your winner for Altamont over Shelbyville. We'll be back to break it all down. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FN. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. 
Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie. What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie! Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School as Altamont comes away with the win as I see Coach Neberty making his way over here to uh, the uh, broadcast position. So we'll hand off the headsets to him and uh, talk to him about this victory here. We'll hand off the headsets here to uh, Coach and uh, bring him in uh, for this one. And congratulations there on the win, uh, Coach, as it started off the game. Maybe a little uh, slow, a little sluggish. A little bit there at the very beginning, but you know we finally got it going, and it ended up being all right. Yeah, we always—I don't know—it seems like we always kind of start off a little bit slow. I don't know what yeah. the remedy is, or 
I don't know if it's, you know, we're too late. We're, we're not dialed in defensively right away or something or even no, – I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but, you know, second quarter kind of turned around a little bit and, you know, second half we got kind of stretched it out there late. And then uh, the second quarter there was a quarter of runs as it started off. It was 11-0, I think it was, and they climbed back in it with a 7-0 run. And then they ended up closing it out there to lead by eight. At the half, so it was really a strange quarter there, with both teams going back and forth, uh, scoring uh, points consecutively there. Yeah, um, you know, Shelbyville was—they were very worse and worrisome coming into the game. They—they they have five to six scores on the on the on the floor at all times, so we knew they could score. We had to kind of take them again, kind of take them out of their set. We got beat back a little bit a couple times. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to really reiterate really get back to get some offensive rebounds um and, and that maybe gave him a couple couple easy baskets but uh you know we just we did enough in the second quarter just to kind of stretch it out a little bit and i also uh think uh tonight as well particularly there in the first half uh, was uh avery our house uh, of course we know uh shooter and uh six threes on the night but uh everyone kind of getting involved from the arc a little bit uh, Davis making their uh, three at the very end, yep. Elam in the first quarter as well, and McManaway making a three as well, getting into sliding in the lineup. Yeah, Avery got going a little bit. I mean, you know, that's, that's if they kind of – can get it going. Yeah, they – you know, the, we've seen kind of the good and the bad sometimes from him. You know, tonight was one of the good. Um, you know, not that not that we he's always having good or bad games, but tonight was one of his on games. Um, you know, and that just brings another dimension where, you know, if you're going to try to take him away, it's four on four with the other guys. Uh, and, and they're all, we have capable shooters. You know, Aiden hitting, hitting a big one in the second quarter was kind of, you know, you know uh, bonus points. Um, sure. You know, uh, I don't know. I thought all of our bench guys did pretty good in the second quarter and, you know, in the second half. Yeah, you really kind of closed it out there in the uh, second half. Uh, outscoring there 45-24, so uh, back-to-back 20-plus uh, point quarters. Uh, there to kind of put it away there in the, in the second half after you kind of built that eight-point lead and then you just extended that out in the third quarter and you ended up being by 20 uh, there and they never really got close uh, after that. I mean, I think they maybe got 11 maybe or nine. Yeah. But uh, other we, than we, that. We had it, you know, I thought in the second quarter, you know, we, we played okay. You know, obviously got the eight-point lead and we had to change, you know, we – we were kind of down ourselves at halftime a little bit. You know, I you know, I thought we had a, should have had a bucket at the end of the halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, second half, boys kind of buckled down. Um, you know, you score you score twenty four and a quarter, you, we're going to win a lot of ball games. I thought we I thought our transition got out and ran a little bit. Uh, you know, Mason is one of you know he he's kind of the points haven't been there, and this is one yeah. of the highest point totals for the year. Um, he, he looked for his mid range game a little bit. So um, you know. When he's kind of being aggressive, and I'll tell you, I thought Jared Hammer had his best game. You know, overall yeah, I was too, just so. going to mention that. Yeah, he had. I mean, we had him for ten, but yeah, uh, I thought he was aggressive with the basketball. I thought, you know, he shot. He he went to the hole hard. And, you know, he's just he's one of the strongest kids for five ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if we can add him to that dimension, obviously now that you know we know why it's out for a little bit, but um, you know, we got someone's got to step up. Looks like it was Jared tonight. Right, yeah, and there was even a couple of times where he was underneath the basket a little oh, bit, yeah. or maybe he could have shot it, but it was against the, the post yeah. players there, so he maybe could have had more. But, uh, yeah, excellent effort out of Hammer. The, the points were there 
uh, tonight in the double figures. So, uh, like you said, if, uh, add that other dimension. Uh, that'll just uh, be uh, another dimension to uh, add to the to your yeah. game. Yeah, they got someone's got. Yeah, scout Jared now. You got to be okay. He can score a little bit too. So, um, you know, all in all, you know, I still don't think Eric's 100 percent yet. So we're, we're still working him back into the into the mix. So we'll get there. It, you know, obviously tonight was tonight was a good win. Um, but uh, you know, we got some got some big games coming up. Uh, yeah, and one game uh, coming up is uh, on a Friday. We slide into the NTC, only the second one of the season, and uh, it's against Dietrich. A little yeah. bit more confidence at uh, this place. Yeah, yeah like here at home. I, like, I, I, I like it here than over there. <laughs> yeah. that, that place yeah. haunts me sometimes. It does. <laughs> it does. But uh, Dietrich coming in here on a Friday night, and uh, I know with the conference tournament is seeded meeting. Yep. Uh, coming up uh, later on in the month, the conference tournament later on in the month uh, as well. So big seeding game. This is uh, a big one. Yeah, Dieter Dieter would be a big game. You know, they Westendorf's the score man. Yeah. He can he's all three levels. Uh, you got to play him from the get go, and then Gephardt is is coming to his own also. So, uh, um, you know, those two guys are we got to really buckle down on, and then they got some uh, secondary pieces that can kind of nip you in the butt. I think they got a nice little post player that came back out this year, so. Uh, we gotta be ready. We gotta be ready to go Friday. They're they're always, you know, we've had a rivalry the past ten years that we've been here. So uh, you, you throw the record, you throw you know the rankings out the window, and you just you got you got to dig down and play hard tomorrow Friday night. Yeah, it's always uh, fun, always uh, competitive, and uh, we'll see what uh, Friday night uh, has in store. No matter if it's a regular season or yep. in the conference tournament or the, the postseason. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, there as well, Coach. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, thanks for uh, coming up here after the game and again. Congratulations on the dub, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for being here. And we appreciate uh, Coach for coming up here after uh, the uh, game. Joining us here in uh, the uh, post game, we'll get uh, Dominic back on uh, the headsets, and we'll run through the final numbers, and then we'll uh, wrap this one up. So take it away over there, Dom. All right. First of all, for Chevyville, Ethan Wells was three for seven from the field, one for four from three point range, and he was two for four from the free throw line. He had eleven points. Chase Wells was two for six from the field and 0 for two from three point range. He was one of two from the free throw line for five points. Uh, Joel Wiley was 0 for one from the field, did not score. Kelton Logan was two for two from the field. He had four points. Christian Thompson played but did not score. Mason Jones had three points. He was one of three from the three point range. Jack Jokic was uh, four for five from the field and 0 for 2 from the free throw line. He had 8 points. Brody Bame, he was 4 for 7 from the field, 0 for 1 from the three-point line and 1 for 1 from the uh, free throw line, and he had 9 points. Logan Steiner played but did not score. Drake McDonald was 1 for 10 from the field, but he was 2 for 3 from three-point range, and he was 5 for 5 from the free throw line. He had uh, 13 points, and... Uh, Pesca played for Chubbyville but uh, did not score. For Altamont, Jared Hammer, 4 for 8 from the field. He had 2 for 2 from the free throw line. He had 10 points. Caden Davis coming in late, uh, 1 for 1 from three-point range with three points. Eli Miller, he was uh, 1 for 1 from three-point range and 1 for 1 from the free throw line for four points. Dylan Neenan, 1 for 2 from the field and 1 for 2 from three-point range. He had five points. Avery Yarhouse. He was uh, two for four from the field, six for seven from three-point range. He had 22. Mason Robinson, eight for 11 from the field, 0 for one from three-point range, and five for eight 
from the free throw line. He had 21 points. Aiden McMinnaway, one for two from three-point range. He had three points. Logan Cornett, he was 0 for four from the field, 0 for one from three-point range, and 0 for one from free throw line. Tynan Earhart was 3 for 5 from the field and 0 for 1 from 3 point range for 6 points. Eric Coleman was, was uh, 1 for 4 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw lane for uh, for his uh, 4 points as Altamont wins it here tonight. Over Chevyville, 77 to 53. Uh, big nights, obviously, for Avery Yarhouse, Mason Robinson, um, and then Jared Hammer also had 10 points. I kind of Earhart, he had Eight rebounds as well, so big nights for for those guys and uh, holding only uh, two of the Chevyville players in uh, in double digits there as they they come away with the twenty uh, four point victory here tonight at Alamont. I know it'll be uh, it was just a it was a great game played by played by both teams. It was it was chippy chippy there at times. And I don't know some of the officials were. No, the officials were, were definitely they were definitely letting them play, but then there were some some calls also that left us scratching our head and wondering what was going on. But uh, nonetheless, Alamont pulls out the victory here as uh, they're eleven and three, and I know they host Diedrich here uh, Friday night. So uh, come come uh, join us here at uh, Altamont and watch the boys play. I know the girls have a game. Thursday night uh, down in the Farina against South Central. So uh, listen to both those games on the 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, or uh, be there in person either way. You'll get to see some uh, some great Alamont basketball games. Uh, Thursday night, the girls are on the road at South Central. Down at Farina, the boys at home here again Friday night against the Moving Maroons of Detroit. Yeah, it should be a good one on uh, Friday again. Uh, Altamont with quarters of 14, 18, 24, and 21 for their 77. And Shelbyville with quarters of 14, 10, 12, and 17 for their 53. Like Dominic said, they're 11 and 3 on the season are Altamont. And we'll be back here on Friday for Altamont versus Dietrich. But before that, we are on the air on a Thursday. We will indeed have that girls game uh, for you against the South Central. And that game is going to be six minute JV quarters there so it might start a little bit earlier than uh, seven o'clock so you can just tune in uh, there uh, for that one between Atma and uh, South Central NTC uh, slate uh, there as well thanks to Derek back at the studios for helping us getting on and off the air for Dominic my name is Travis Sparks have a great rest of your night everyone and we'll talk to you again on Thursday right now it's back to playing the music that we want here on Jack FM have a great night everybody You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.